0: Welcome to the It Crowd Podcast, where technology leaders converge with the boardroom elite. In this digital hub, the pulse of cybersecurity, mobility, managed services, and networking comes alive. Here, innovators and decision makers unite, forging a dynamic dialogue for tomorrow's success. So whether you're a tech aficionado or a C-suite strategist, this is your platform. Join host Richard Rodriguez and Josh Lowry as they bridge these worlds, curating insights and fostering a collaborative dialogue. The It Crowd podcast is proudly brought to you by the following sponsors. ClearSync Solutions, unifying your technology solutions with simplicity. From M&A integration to global connectivity, cybersecurity to managed services. We're your comprehensive partner, aligning your business goals with technology for energy, oil and gas, and financial service firms. Trust our proven track record. ClearSync Solutions, one ClearSync, countless possibilities. eCentire. The authority in managed detection and response protects the critical data and applications of our customers from the known and unknown cyber threats by providing exposure management, managed detection and response, as well as incident response services designed to build your organization's cyber resilience and prevent business disruptions. By combining open XDR platform technology, 24 7 threat hunting, and proven security operation leadership, eCentire's award winning MDR services and team of experts help organize organizations anticipate, withstand and recover from cyber attacks. Evolve IP. Evolve IP is the only provider that can start with a single remote hybrid workforce solution and grow the account into a multi-solution contract. Evolve IP delivers integrated Work Anywhere technologies that enable IT departments to do more with less by getting them out of the PC, BBX, and VPN business. By leveraging our underlying providers, Microsoft, Cisco, VMware, and Citrix, Evolve IP offers services in four categories. Microsoft Teams Direct Routing, Virtual Desktop, Virtual Servers, Disaster Recovery, Backup as a Service, and O365 Azure, Contract Centers, customer experience, leveraging data as a service, and any CCAS provider without a VPN or corporate-owned PC. Put us up against any standalone Microsoft Teams, Cisco WebEx, VDI-data-as-a-service, Vcast, or CCAS vendor. You'll find that Evolve IP offers the best support, fully optimized solutions, and the ability to consistently grow the account so you can make more money. Welcome to the It Crowd Podcast.
1: We are coming to you live from the Upright Digital Studios in Houston, Texas. I am joined, my name is Josh Lowry. I am joined, as usual, with the co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Richard Rodriguez. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, uh, that took four takes to get this podcast launched, so I don't know how I'm doing so far. I feel like I'm doing pretty well. It's always the hardest part, is the intro. I am way over-caffeinated today. Yes, I can tell. I have had a lot going on. My wife is out of town right now, so I have, I don't want to say the responsibility, the burden of taking care of my children, getting them awake and dressed and ready for school
2: alone today. I got them there on time, which is a... I saw you stuffing your face with a donut on Instagram this that morning, was a reward. So I
1: figure it went well. That was a reward for getting them there on time. And, uh, you know... It is harder to do than you think it is. Like my daughter is, my daughter is really a second mother. It's a, she's eleven, and she's like, "Don't forget the water. Don't forget the ice pack. <laughs> pack this." And my son is just over there. Where's my shoe? Not shoes. Where's my shoe? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, where did you put your shoe? Like, not. And I'm thinking to myself, this eleven-year-old,
2: is running fire, your life. She's yeah. running everybody. Yeah. She's
1: taking care of her thirteen-year-old brother. She's telling me what to do. She's like, we need to leave now, and I'm like, no, we've got ten minutes. She's like, no, Dad, we've leave. I was like, actually, she's, she's right. like, I know traffic. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like she, she's right. We need to leave right now. So yeah, I got a donut to reward myself for being yes. a tremendous husband and father.
2: There you go. So when, that's, when Christy hears this, she's gonna be like, what did I leave him with?
1: Well, she doesn't like that I compliment myself for apparently doing basic father <laughs> duties. duties. Yes. So that's why I'm over caffeinated. Is I just I came out of the
2: gate hot today. Yep. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We have a fascinating guest today. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. I, we're going to get to this guest anyway. Let me just ask you something. Oh, You're, are you an uncle? Yes. Do you think you could, if I dropped you in the grease and said, "All right, Uncle Richard, get these kids to school, wake them up on time, dress them, brush it," I mean,
2: you think you could just do it flawlessly for like a day? Like if you if you if you left me for five days, like a week. <laughs> I would struggle like by day three I'd be like I can't give them back cuz I'm really good for 48 hours yeah 72 hours max I'm a great uncle yeah but then after that it's like when are you leaving like oh my god yeah there's no the so leaving going I'm home. the father right <laughs> exactly yes and I love
1: them and they're great <laughs> yes I love thank them. God I have a daughter I have she's so all my great.
2: nieces and nephews to death but there comes a point where I'm like oh this is why I don't have kids <laughs> Because yes. I can give you back.
1: It does make me love my wife. See, look, look how I'm going to wrap this up. It does make me love my wife a little bit more just because she's so great at this. So see how I did that? Tied it up just nicely with, That's good. this is the best podcast you're ever going to be on. We, we tear ourselves down and then at the end we just wrap it up with how great we are at everything. Donuts included. So you did hear a voice just then that came in that wasn't Richard or eyes. Um, Richard, who do we have here today?
2: We have Mark Freeman. Uh, CEO of pro directional. Yeah. Uh, I've known Mark for a long time. Yeah. We, we used to, we used to work together briefly That's right. and, uh, God, he's just a really great guy. Really extraordinary guy. Do you think Mark could handle getting these children
1: ready for school today?
3: You know, it's funny. I think that your daughter might be my daughter's spirit animal because <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is the oldest and she runs the family. There is no doubt about it. How old is the oldest? She is going to turn 16 in January. Okay. And um, she literally got her permit on the first day that she could get her permit. And she has already got her appointment for her license. I mean, she's... She's on it. She's very on it. Yes. She's very on it. She's very very organized. My son, who is uh, three and a half years her junior, has no chance. I mean, he (laughs) literally has two moms, (laughs) you know, on him nonstop. So, and my daughter is definitely more on him than any of any of the rest of us that's so, great yeah that's
2: yeah. pretty interesting you bring that up though because i've heard from a lot of my friends that have that have kids that are hitting that 16 years old they're like they don't want to drive they have no interest in driving anymore that's, i thought the same thing i'm like yeah. i i couldn't wait to drive oh, yeah. i couldn't wait to get my license yeah, and well, get, yeah
3: i grew up in a very rural area so i was driving long before right
2: i did I was, too i had, had a i had drive. a farmer yeah. i had I grew, a farmer's license i grew up on a yeah.
3: farm yeah i grew up on a farm so um i was driving on the farm and i was driving more than just on the farm, you know. By the time I was right. fourteen years old, so yeah. Um, on the one hand, I'm like terrified that my daughter is driving, and then at the same time, I'm like, well, she's far more responsible than I was <laughs> when I was driving. So, and she's doing a great job. I'm super. super I proud.
1: I have one funny story before we move into this. I had dinner with uh, this great lady. She's the CEO of a publicly held company, and she was telling me she has twin fourteen year old kids, one boy, one girl, and she said. She's telling me about the kids. She said, "Yeah, they're 14 years old." And she says, "But really, it's like I have an 18-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says they're yeah. just so opposite, and they're the exact same age twins. She said the daughter is so mature, the son is just yeah. over there floating around.
3: I, I think boys are stuck at 11 years old until maybe 20 <laughs> yeah. or so, right? Maybe maybe, maybe even longer in some cases. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. Well,
1: I guess we've established that we are credible for this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. So, you are. Let me go through some uh, some stuff here. You've got you are the CEO of Pro Directional. Yeah. Uh, started that in early 2023, but you've been with them for a while.
3: Yeah, I've been there two years, and okay. the company is 22 years old. Okay. Yeah. So, founded 22 years ago by a handful of entrepreneurs, and really was run by one of those entrepreneurs for literally the last 22 years. Okay. okay. Um, so Karen O'Neill um, ran the company for, for that entire period of time, and just built built a great business. Um, so for me, it was it was just a, an honor to be considered for that opportunity, and I, I came on as COO, right. and worked for Karen for about a year, and then she promoted me to the CEO role uh, at the beginning of this year, um, and it's just been it's been a blast. It's been an amazing process, and it's a great team. In a great space in the industry, so I've really enjoyed it.
1: Well, you've had a great career. I mean, you're an oil and gas guy all the way, yeah. and you've had a bunch of equipment style. I mean, you're you're not just directional drilling. I mean, a lot of people, I say a lot, but I mean a lot. You're either a driller or an equipment guy. I mean, you're, yeah. you've kind of touched different places.
3: Yeah, I uh, was, ba- was with Baker Hughes for ten years, mostly in drill bits, but also in drilling services. Um, after I left Baker Hughes, I worked at a company called InterCorp. Um, for That's quite, where I met you there. Yeah, that's yep. Flowback and Sand Management. Some amazing technology and a, a truly brilliant team. Loved what I did there. Loved the people I worked with. Had no intention of leaving um, and until the pro-directional opportunity came along um, and um, was looking for every reason to say no. But we've got uh, a great we're, we're a private equity sponsor sponsored company. So we've got a great private equity sponsor. It's a great business, great track record. Would you like to
1: mention who that sponsor is? Yeah. SCF partners. I mean, I, the oh, only reason I say that is because it's such a great one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great company. Are. Yep. Got so a lot of good people over there. Really
3: loved working yep. with them. Um, incredibly supportive, knowledgeable, amazing
1: resources. Yep, exactly. They know um, what they're doing.
3: Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, And then I, I guess I do have to throw in. I had kind of a non-traditional start, though. I, I was at IBM for seven years right out of uh, right out of college um oklahoma state guy kind of kind of pulled yeah an oklahoma state guy so go pokes (laughs) yeah you got him nice um but yeah so kind of had that non-traditional start to oil and gas but um was really happy that this is where i ended up because i love this industry i love the people in it um and i feel a strong sense of purpose for what we do to be honest Um, how'd you make
2: that transition because that is a pretty unique
3: Well, that's that's an interesting story. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma, and as Josh said, I went to school at Oklahoma State. So I had a lot of friends in oil and gas. And I had a good friend um, whose dad was um, an executive at Baker Hughes, and I was working at IBM. Wasn't really loving, you know, the situation, what I was doing. I was talking to him. I was like, I think I'm going to start looking for a job. He said, you know what, you should talk to my dad. And he was working at, he was an, uh, an executive at Hughes Christensen. Oh, yeah. And so I knew, I actually knew his dad um, and um, we got linked together. I actually interviewed, did a phone interview with him on my way into work at IBM. And as I was pulling into the drive at IBM, he's like, yeah, we'll get an offer letter out to you. <laughs> And I was, it was one of those points in oil and gas where it was yeah. just like... People. You're smart. I like you. I want to hire you. We're going, right. right? Like, no... No 50 layers. Yeah, of nope. Like, oh, I got to go. And I was yeah. like, wait a second, what? <laughs> um, and I actually literally had to ask to come in and meet people in the office. I was like, hey, do you mind if I come in and interview with, with you guys in, in the Denver office and get to know folks? Because he was based out of Houston, of course, and I was living in Denver at the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. But, I mean, once I got into the office, met the folks, just really... I, you know, it's a great group of people. Really enjoyed it, and I loved, I loved my time at Baker Hughes. It was just a, a yeah. brilliant transition into oil and gas, and and just a great. It's a great company.
1: It is a great company. They've done some good stuff over there. Yeah. All right, so keep going, and then you did that.
3: So I did that um, and then that's when I moved, I was with, uh, with Baker Hughes for for 10 years. I started out as a field engineer oh, yeah. and worked up to, um, I was engineering manager for the Western US Then I came to Houston for a couple of years and was a product manager for Hughes Christensen for a while which was a drill bit business and then also for InTech drilling services business. Um, I launched, I was part of the team that launched Auto Track Curve in the US which has now been a huge success and that was a right uh experience to be a part of then i went back to denver and managed the western u.s for the drill bits business and then moved into u.s land sales director role um for the drill bits
1: business and then
3: after that is when i
1: left have you ever yeah. toured that hughes christensen facility in the woodlands yeah that thing it's pretty cool is, right? it is cool. Yeah. incredible yeah.
3: and it's also kind of crazy it's right there in the middle of the Woodlands. it's woodland, shocking. Right? right you're like a huge manufacturing facility in the middle it, of the it would blow people's minds yeah yeah
1: I toured that, so I'm from Dallas, and uh, I toured that when I was living, I think, in LA or living in Dallas, basically. So I didn't know what the woodlands was. And I flew down, and they take me to this Hughes Christensen plant. And I see what I know are drill bits and forgings and metal. And so no big deal. To me, yeah. it's just a plant. And I thought, well, a really nice area to have a plant. But okay, that's what, <laughs> in LA, that's kind of what things, there were areas that looked like this. So I didn't think much about it, and then when I moved to Houston, and I kind of found out what it was, I thought that is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> that and they it's have just that place. Up it's there. just been there a very, very long time. Um, I don't, I can't recall exactly when, but it's got to be 25 years
1: ish or so ago that they put that up there. People would be blown away what's in there, middle of the woodlands.
3: Yeah, and if you think yeah. about the woodlands, 20, I mean, just it's amazing how the woodlands has developed over the last yes. two decades, right?
1: Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a neat.
3: It's it's an awesome place to work. I loved working at that facility. Just a great place to work. And also, I live in the Woodlands, so. Right there. I had a seven-minute commute. Oh, man. (laughs) Which in Houston is like. Which anywhere, that sounds great. I've never had that.
2: I never have either. Yeah. It's always, well, and in Houston, it's always at least half an hour. Minimum. I feel like half an hour is pretty good. Exactly. Anything under 30 minutes is a reasonable time to go to work to me. That's my kind of
1: min max number yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you come become the CEO mm-hmm. for the founder of the company or excuse me become the CEO that the founder's been there is, is Karen still involved or is she?
3: Yeah, out? for sure. Yeah. So Karen is, um, she's still on our board of directors okay. and she's an executive director. So she's executive chairman. Okay. Um, and so she's still very active, um, involved uh, not involved day to day, but certainly involved in in advising me, uh, okay. advising you know senior members of the of the team at Pro Directional, um, and we talk frequently about just what's going on, market conditions, different situations, um, and she's been a great strategic advisor.
1: That's that's really what I was trying to get to. Is there's a lot of strategy, vision. Um, you've got a lot of you know shareholders, I maybe stakeholders is probably a better way to say it that yeah. are. You know, you're all offering input. Is it, um, is it, how much of Mark is steering this ship right now? You're like, this is where I want to go. Because i have you know, yeah. talking with you off camera, there's, you're, you're clearly involved. You clearly have a lot of moving parts here. So you're saying, I think this is where we're going to go. You've got a lot of experience. That's why they brought you on. For sure. And yeah. so with, with regard to where we want to go as a company, I'm sure that you have a lot of freedom to kind of. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean. Now my thoughts are clearly very heavily shaped by Karen's input, right? Um, but she, she's she been brilliant with giving me autonomy when I need autonomy and also being there to support me when I need some guidance and help. Um, and definitely her her thoughts shape my thoughts yeah. 1,000%. And it, it's kind of funny because I always, I always joke like, she ran that business for so long and she's been in that, and even before that she was in directional drilling for you know a couple of decades before she started the company right so she's been doing it for 40 years yeah you know and i i always joke that's like amazing she has a sixth sense for how to manage a directional drilling company like she would say hey we need to do this and i'm like do we and so i do a bunch of i'm an engineer right, right. so i go back i do a bunch of analysis i create some spreadsheets i do some pro i do a pros and cons list and then i'm like yeah we need to do that you know and it's it was just kind of crazy because you know, a very specific answer. She'd say, We need to get twenty more of this asset. i mean, like, That doesn't seem right. <laughs> and I do all this analysis and I'd be like, She's You know right. what? We need nineteen, Karen Because you know? like, I was but so 20 is a good number. Right. Well. I was okay. so pissed off that she was right without even putting Isn't what that seemed amazing? Like a lot of thought into. Yeah. It. yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So anyway, it's just it's great to have that. Um, just kind
1: of finger in the air, kinda of. But you know there's there is a t- there's a. What's where am I looking here? There's the bridge of that experience to yeah. where, with which your role, the, the role of Richard here, and we're, you know, kind of talking about this podcast and the clear sync companies of the world. We are losing Karen's left and right. Yeah. You know, or that experience, I should say. Yeah, for sure. And where. That knowledge base is just leaving the industry, yep. for in many ways, very successfully. And congratulations, they have worked their butts off for When you're forty years of work, that's, you're tired. Yeah, Go definitely. enjoy your life. And you know how we replace that. And it's great to see, honestly, that she's still pouring into people. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of knowledge that you don't want to <laughs> she
3: lose. She's always willing. I, I can call her anytime. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yep. And that's the funny thing with our industry, right? Be, and I still call it our industry, even though I'm. <clears throat> I'm out of it, but I'll, always, I'll, be in, talking I'll about. always be. One it. One exactly. I'll always be in it. I'll always be in it. But it's funny because you know you have. You always have to have that because yeah. there's there's just parts of our industry that you only gain by experience, right? Yeah. Like you have to be, you have to have those experiences. You can't learn it out of a book. You no. can't learn. There's no technology that's going to come through and give it to you on a spreadsheet or anything like that. You have to. You have to know that, right? Yeah.
3: There's no MBA on oil field services, right? At, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where what
2: industry are you in if
1: you're not in this industry? <laughs> I'd like to know where you'd say you're going. I mean, because you're a tech guy. Yeah. For but, sure, but I mean, you're a tech guy to for the sole purpose of helping your oil and gas friends. I would think, right? yes, I mean, yeah, yes. because tech only exists to
2: make people's lives better.
3: Yeah, it's the infrastructure,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it is. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, we have we have you know clients in in other you know other verticals, but I mean, my heart favorite. will always be Of course, yes, yeah, and you, and, and and I always. and 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 you're right that's exactly why we started the podcast right it's like man we have we have so many friends that run outstanding businesses and like josh always said they don't know what they don't know they know they need to know it and and that's what we're trying to do is help right like i always tell people all the time it's like many times i end up walking it happened with our our friend keith the other day yeah i walked in and he's like you know he had in his you know we were talking about ai as an Mm -hmm. example he's like oh how can this work and I ended up talking him out of, you know, an AI project he was thinking of because it wasn't true AI, right? And I'm like, You're gonna waste your money on this. What you need to do is we need to pivot to this. And he's like, Wow, I would have never thought of that. Hmm. I'm like, Yeah, like anybody else would have come in. That's that's what really drove me to start is because anybody any other Consultant, however you want to label it would have walked in it's like oh that's a big that's a big company with a lot of dollars and i can yeah, i a-ching. can chase that right yeah. it's like no man i'd rather i'd rather not take a dollar from you and then two years from now we find something that's really good that works because then you know again being in this business for 20 plus years i built that trust right so when i talk to you about it you know well it, it's, so the
1: podcast is the it crowd because it's trying to make Marry the the C suite crowd with yeah. the IT crowd because what we really this thing was almost called you know what's my password, that's almost the name of this podcast because we really what we think of is you know a Karen or a Mark or a you know a Steve a Bob that at that senior level is so busy that can put their finger in there and say we need twenty right they know that like the back of their hand yeah what they may not know and and there's no way that that person like that knowledge base is stuck that's in their head but there is there's technologies out here that could also add to that, that if we don't kind of say, hey, Karen, I, I'm using her as a perfect example, or yep. Mark, or yep. whoever it is, you know, have you seen X, Y, or Z? And of course they haven't, because they're busy building a directional drilling business Absolutely. over the last 40 years. Yeah. And what we realized was that there's so many technologies out there that it's changing so quickly now. And that if we don't kind of get this in front of our friends, That it's one of these what you don't know can hurt you, and so I guess like not really to pivot because I I love hearing this, but I mean I am really curious as how does a company that's been around for forty excuse me twenty three years yeah yeah and going into you know your third year there second year as the CEO how do you look at technologies like this because I know there's a lot of technologies changing I'm sure you're getting hit left and right with hey look at this but at the same time you have to measure hey look at this with we need twenty of this that's right right so how do you kind of balance what do you want to call it maybe capital equipment versus uh, what would be investment and in, in investment in your infrastructure it, you technology
2: yeah. cloud all those and do you things, see
1: a value right? i know I'm throwing like four <coughs> questions in do you see the value between the same things or
3: oh without a doubt so i really think so i view i view technology investment as really like two things number one is infrastructure and then number two is like resource multiplication right um so it's like we we ultimately have a finite number of resources that are in this industry. And so, and we flex up and down with the market, we flex up and down. And as we've flexed up and flexed back down again, and especially, quite frankly, coming out of COVID, a lot of people didn't re-enter the industry, right? Yeah, right. So, so the, at the end of the day, we had to figure out how to do more with less as a service company. And it's been kind of interesting because for us, um, Coming out of COVID, that's really when remote operations just went through the roof for us. Huh. And so there's really, there's really two major segments of our business. We have the MWD side of our business, and we have the directional side of our business, and it's it's integrated. But at the end of the day, sometimes those services are provided separately too. So
1: this is going to be a, a mixed crowd, yeah. Listening to this. So if you don't, so acronyms, if you just yeah, measurement while drilling. Okay. So
3: it's the tools down hole that really tell you where you're oh, at. Oh, MWD. The well board. I
1: said MWE. MWD. Sorry. Okay. Yeah,
3: MWD. So, um, so today on 87% of the jobs that we're on for MWD measurement while drilling services, they're performed in some form or fashion through remote operations. It's maybe not a hundred percent remote. Some of it's 50% remote. So we've got one guy on location. Then we've got one guy that's covering the opposite tower. And then there's some locations where we don't have anybody on location permanently we're watching that rig remotely on both towers and then we've got a rover or two rovers in the area servicing multiple rigs that's incredible yeah we're, versus yeah. you know five six years ago you always had two you know one guy on yeah. day one day one guy on days and one guy on nights
1: so within five years you you can replace that virtual
3: yeah so we have over the course of of that time we've gone from 100 of our locations being covered you know with two folks to 80 per- 87% of our locations being covered with some form of remote operations and and now we're also seeing with directional drilling so dd's uh, directional drillers on location you you know again 5 6 years ago you always had two on location right. and today there are technologies where you've got one dd on location and then you've got re- you've got digital technologies that are helping support you know, directional drilling operations in that on that off tower. Um now but here's the thing I do want to say, right? Like you can't replace human creativity. Right. Right. Oh. So um I, I wanna be I want to make it really clear. Like we we pride ourselves and we absolutely need to make sure that our future has those very skilled trades absolutely. people um, in the equation, providing services it's just going to be how does that develop over time, and how how and where are those services provided from, right?
1: So I would imagine over the last five years you've grown as a company for sure. Okay, yeah. so it's not costing jobs; it's making people more efficient. Yeah. it's and also adding safety. What's in there?
3: Yeah, okay, for sure. There's there's wins in terms of you know efficiency. There's wins in terms of safety, um, and and you know all the other factors that go along with that, right? Um, I would also say. You know the folks that end up in our in the remote center, they get to go home every night, versus you know, living out on a over- pad. Versus side. being remote, right. and and look, I mean, some people love that that lifestyle of being you know out on location. You're part of a great team. You're part of that uh, part of the rig crew, and and that's a that's a that's a lifestyle that a lot of people love. Yeah. But a lot of people want the opportunity to be with their family, you know, when they're off tower, right? Um, so the folks in our remote center, we have we run three. Uh, three groups and they rotate days and nights um, as they come on and off tower on on and off their hitch um, and they get to go home to their families
1: every day. Audience, I want to uh, encourage the IT crowd that's listening to this. The oil, the oil and gas crowd is going to understand a lot of these terms, but tower and hitch, yes, yeah, I right. love it. No, no, it's awesome. No, it's, it's perfect. And again, the the oil and gas, <laughs> and the gas side of the our audience is going to understand all this. But if you are an IT person or technology and Broadband or whatever, because we have kind of our audience is growing. If you don't know what these terms are, you should look up pro directional. Obviously, what is your website, real quick? We'll get you a quick. It's point. just
3: prodirectional dot See how easy. seamless we just make that easy, happen. Easy. Um, www dot. <laughs> so,
1: um, but look them up, but also kind of look at what they're talking about when they, they talk about on site in the towers and these pad sites, and just see these conditions are great. I mean, it's not like they're living, you know, in a tent somewhere. I mean, the, yeah. the, but it's still. Remote. Many conditions can be remote. They can be offshore. These can yeah. be. Um, and when they when he says go home at night versus being in some of these really remote areas, it's a huge difference in lifestyle. And when you're yeah. recruiting young talent that that's not used to being away for two weeks at a time, a hitch. That's you know at least right. it it really does make a difference.
3: It 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 allows you to cast a wider net, right? It becomes more palatable to a larger population of people. Um, you know in terms of having the flexibility or the opportunity to be you know with their family
1: right i have a funny thing about the www thing so <laughs> when we first started this podcast we would say you know www.so-and-so and we did that and we had a young 25 year old uh, producer at the time and jonathan was his name and we so did it for one or two and at the end again. of it he's like hey josh uh you know how i know you're old and I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, you say WWW every time. Uh, and I go, I shouldn't do that. And he's like, it just makes you sound really, really old.
0: <laughs> I said, oh,
1: man, okay. Uh, so I don't say WWW. Now I'm like, it's just ProDirectional.com. Yeah, that's there right. you go. That's my tip of the day from being old old shame by Jonathan, <laughs> who I really did like. But I didn't like when he said that. Yeah, goodbye, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah no, what you <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, Jonathan is no longer with us. Uh, Josh
3: is like, ha, 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 but yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lauren, everybody, welcome Lauren to the crowd. Lauren is very nice. She's our new producer. She's wonderful. So, all right, there we go. Enough of my age shaming myself here. But, uh, all right, so technology, you see the value in it. I love that it's – so that's one of the things we talk about too is that these technologies aren't trying to supplement people. It's trying to make people more productive. I
3: I think the other thing that we've we've really focused on – and Lauren, by the way (laughs) – that's to her. <laughs> and we will be focusing on with technology is eliminating a lot of the data entry, reporting, manual tasks. Because yeah. again, we've got these tradespeople on location. A directional driller, it, it's an art. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's for sure there's a lot of science to it. I mean, there's a lot of math. There's a lot of you know well bore trajectory that you're considering. But there's an art to placing that well bore, right? Yeah. And so you've got these you've got these tradespeople that are really that have fine tuned and honed that craft. And then we're saying, okay, well, you know, we're of course we're recording all this digital data through the through the EDR, but you know what, we need to re we need you to re enter all that information into a daily report and send it out via email. Yeah. And it's like, what? Why? And I hope
1: it doesn't get screwed up. Hope right. you don't misproduce a number. Yeah, and
3: then yeah. we're like, Well, wait a second, we, we just noticed you fat fingered something right. on a on a report, so you need to go correct that. And it's like it's it's not a. Oh, good. you're tired? yeah oh your fingers yeah. are cold oh you've been up, you've been up for 14 right. hours right right um oh you're you're busy handling a working Something with a team on location <laughs> with right. a well control right. issue well we still need your report i mean it's insane right so we're really looking at how can we take those tasks automate them um, or significantly reduce at least the amount of human intervention required to create them and really have those highly skilled tradespeople focused on delivering value instead of reporting. I right. love this. Well, yeah. and then
2: and then it's the next step, right? Because there's so much data that gets produced out of yes. the, out of the wells, right? And everybody's great at collecting the data. And the number one thing I, I hear with, with all of day, our people yeah. is yeah. what do we do with it, right? Yes. Like we, we want to do so much. We want to be able to go into a customer's office and say, hey, look at this live dashboard or look at this dashboard within the last 24, 48 hours, yep. those kinds of things. And they just they don't know how to, to do that. And so I, I those are the fun projects for me because it's being able to help and say like, all right, you have all this, let's produce it in a form that you've always sort of envisioned, right? Because yes. that's that takes you from this level to the next level, right? Yeah, and, and having it at their fingertips also helps. You know, define that art if you yeah. if that you're talking Definitely. about. Yeah. We call
1: that a unicorn. Like we want you to be. Like we think you're a unicorn. We don't. We're not trying to turn you into a mule. Like go be a unicorn with that specialty. Absolutely. And you know, if you take off those tasks that you're not going to be good at anyway, or they slow you down, that aren't going to be. That's not the specialty that we hired you for. And you know, once you can focus on what you're excellent at, yeah, then that's the real value. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and so one of the things that I love about, and this is, this is the way the company was set up when I got there, is we had, um, so we have referred to our IT manager as our IT manager, but he's really digital operations. And he's been with ProDirectional for um, about a decade. And so we actually started a program called ProTracks. And it, so we, it initially started as you know, a shop tool and so with ProTrax, we now don't have a, sh- a a piece of paper in our shop, and we turn, you know, three hundred motors a month and over a thousand MWD tools a month, and all of the hours, all of the operations performed, all of the it, the digital the digital tracking of everything that's been done on that asset is all it's all digital. We have a complete yeah. digital thread from cradle to grave right. of these tools. It's awesome. And it's allowed our engineering staff to know, okay, well, what, what's, where are we seeing wear on tools? Where exactly. are we seeing component failures? Where are we seeing, and, and analyzing, well, how many hours was that run? At what temperature right. was it run? What kind of vibration down did it see? And from a from an engineering perspective, it just allows us to get so much better at developing an engineering tools that are fit mm-hmm. for purpose. They're gonna eliminate non-productive time, NPT. See, I didn't say NPT. They're <laughs> gonna eliminate non-productive time at the well site, which is the main cost of, really? of of yes. drilling, of right? everything. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, those are the sorts of things where it's like a resource multiplier. It adds value to our operations because we harvest that data and we utilize it from an engineering perspective, from an operational perspective, from an asset management perspective, and we've got a roadmap for how we're going to continue to build out that technology to support more and more of our operations. Right. So, yeah. That's really what. That's really what he's. We've called JB our IT manager, but he's really IT manager and digital operations.
2: So, well, I like it. So, one, one thing you know, as a <clears throat> you know, even though you're not you're not you're not a, a public firm, you're privately held. When you think of all of the, the the digital nature of your business now, as a CEO, how do you view cybersecurity with all the connected tools, with all of your yeah. customer data? You know, how do you think about that?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean. So that's certainly been something that, and we have get, I mean, as everyone does at this point, right? We all get the basic phishing attempts yeah. literally nonstop. Um, and so we, we absolutely have, you know, different technologies that have been implemented for that. Um, you know, a lot of things you have to be on VPN to be able to perform, but we also wanna make it easy for our remote folks to be able to log in, do what they need to, be, need to do um, but without a doubt, we're, we have so much information flowing in and out of our business that cybersecurity is and has to be, you know, top of mind. I mean, before we started, you were joking a little bit, little bit about two-factor authentication. Like, it's just something we have to do, right? It's, it's just something that we have to do to, for a basic level of protection. Yeah. Um, but it, it goes throughout the business, and we have to be um, vigilant and on top of making sure that we secure our
2: information, and we secure our clients' information. Right, exactly. But it, but it's so funny because like we were talking before, you know, even something as simple as MFA. Everybody knows they have to do it, but you know, unfortunately, there's still a lot of companies that are like, oh, that you know, that's that's a nuisance, and they just bypass it, yeah. and then you know, they just set themselves up for well, for issues. So, and so wait,
1: Richard, <laughs> MFA. You're talking multi te- I understand what this is, yes. but you got to tell our oil and gas people, <laughs> our technology <laughs> people, know this. Now you got to go back the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah so way.
2: it's all your multi-factor authentication. There you so go, oil and gas. When you log in welcome. and you put your password, and you know they send you a text that's got a code or they email me those kinds of things. So, yeah. You know, and the the cool thing about stuff
3: like that is there's been solutions developed that are so simple. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, does it does it create one more step that you have to yeah. take? Yeah. But your phone almost does it for you, honestly. You know, if, uh, I I can't remember exactly what the solution is that we use, but it recognizes that you have to authenticate.
1: Yeah, and a lot of
2: facial stuff. Yeah, days. it
3: just it just really it's almost seamless. It's yeah. almost seamless. It's almost it's as, long crazy as, it's how you know.
2: as long as it's not Okta. As long as it's not it's not Octa. The, the voice? Has, thank God. No, they had a there's a there's a authentication company, and nothing against Okta. For, oh, for all <laughs> of Yes, nothing against Okta, but they did have a they did have a pretty serious breach and. As time has gone on, it's, come, it's, it's coming out more and more how serious it actually it was, was. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Well. Not great. Yeah. They won't be a sponsor on the podcast, apparently. <laughs> not a friend of the
1: show. <laughs> so, yeah. They will just, uh, Jonathan and Octave will not be participating in this show any further. <laughs> um, you know, actually, Caitlin is one of the, persons, the people that helps us get ready for this stuff. And she had a phenomenal question, actually. How do you guys... So she had two questions I think okay. were great. In your view, what are the most exciting te- technological trends currently emerging in the oil and gas world? And then a follow-up to that, how do you guys stay ahead in adopting and integrating these technologies? Caitlin, well hmm. done. I give it to her.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess the easy one to say would be AI. Um, but I, I'm going to go kind of a little bit basic. I'm going to say Starlink. I know, I know that yes. feels pretty basic. No, for it, what you're doing though, it's, it's, it's essential. Like for remote operations, um, you know, there used to be just a handful of choices yep. in some of these remote areas where Wi-Fi signal just like doesn't exist, right? Yep. And so, you know, there, were, there yep. were some, there were some unique networks established and they were very expensive and they were honestly not a hundred percent reliable. I'm not going to name, name their names, but so those of you that have used them know yep. Okta. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't Okta. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but then, you know, Starlink came out and it was like, this is like literally too good to be true. You know, it would just, it works, it's easy, it's high speed, it's reliable. Right. Um, and it's it's been kind of a game changer for us, to be
2: honest. Right.
3: Uh, just It's just in terms of making it, it's in like all those remote butt.
2: locations, for sure. It, it definitely has for, for the oil and gas industry. Yeah.
1: We did a podcast at uh, Corvicon a couple weeks back, and you know it was a great show. I don't know what you'd call it—a little expo, if you want to call it that. And the CEO of the company basically said, "Look, you know, there's tons of technologies out there that have been great for a period of time, but how great is it if you can you can barely get a cell phone call on the rig? You know, maybe one or two a day. Kind of the signal happens to click, and you get a call out." He said. It's no good if you can't even get a call out, but all of a sudden now you can you have full time technology or full time connectivity and you can do this stuff. So it's not that it's you know that it's just one person excuse me, it's not that it's just one uh, guy you're not the only person saying this is what I'm telling yeah. you. It's that yeah. this connectivity is game changing technology.
3: And and I would also say like it, it's also been it's like another layer of redundancy now for our remote operations center. Like we've always had redundant backup lines for communication, because we have a remote, our remote ops center is in Conroe, and so we've got we've got a generator that can fully power and supply uh, you know energy to, to the remote center if if we lose electricity, and then we had a couple of um, you know hardwired lines into the remote ops center but now Starlink has added that extra layer right. of security in terms of communication. We're gonna be up, right? Yeah, we're, we're gonna be up. So. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I know that's a little bit, like I said, I, I feel like that, I don't, you know, I know a lot of people are probably coming in and talking about artificial intelligence for things like that. And I, and that's something we're certainly looking at and interested in and evaluating some solutions, but it's, especially for mining data.
1: right. It's the KISS there. Keep it simple. Yeah, You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's It doesn't make it bad at all that it's that simple. I love a game-changing technology is a game-changing technology. Yeah. And what you're talking about is complete connectivity remotely all over the world. And then you just mentioned generators. That's a technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we live in Texas. ERCOT yeah. is Yeah. Okay. ERCOT is ERCOT. <laughs> ERCOT, yeah, at best, right? <laughs> I'm literally having a generator installed in my house yes. right now. Yeah. Uh, I got one. Yeah. Let's just, just a little side note. I should be paid by Generac. Generac, if you're listening, <laughs> you should be sponsoring this podcast after this. It is the greatest thing you're ever going to put on your house. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's I love it. Just peace of mind to be honest with you. But uh, yeah. it's it'll be used in the first 30 days you own it. You're not going to believe how often the power goes out just in the middle of the day. You don't even know about it. So crazy. Yeah. Listen, Generac call me. So, um, but yeah, like you that's a technology I mean, I know it's a, it's a small generator that you can put on your... Not, it's not some $100,000 piece of equipment, right? You've got something there that... Well, maybe it is to run a giant warehouse, but yeah. I mean, it's something that Our, you guys... are
3: ha- is a $100,000 generator. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: like, you're right, but it is. I mean, it's a piece of equipment that's tangible. Twenty seven thousand dollars actually. <laughs> <laughs> Generate, get on it. <laughs> He's like, I remember writing that check. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Worth it, though. Absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, we have lost power and right. seamless. You know? So what is your... I mean, what is your value proposition to your clients then is it connectivity is it pro- i mean on time what is that for you guys
3: yeah for, for i mean for the purposes of that yeah it's just it is just making sure that we are available 24 7 365 without flaw you know and we have to be yeah we literally have to be if you're gonna if you're not gonna be on the location you have to be 24 7 365 available and and we've got gone even so far as you know each of our remote operations employees have a setup at home as well Right, So if they if they can't get into the office, hey, remote ops can be re- literally remote, right? right? Yep, That's so th- incredible. Yeah, so it's just kind of I mean, like,
1: look, it's one thing to be able to log in and check your email. But you're telling me you can be at home and do some of this technology? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah like 100%. that seems unimaginable to me 15 years ago when you went in. Do you remember going into the NOV lobby <laughs> and that they had that rig set up as a yes. demonstration over on like Richmond Avenue? Yep. Did you ever see that? Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, they had, they had basically yes. a what was it? The NOV had their cab for a, a drilling rig for set up, it was incredible. <clears throat> and this is probably 15 plus years ago, well, no longer than that, 15 20 years ago, in their in their lobby. And when you went in there to visit them, nobody had anything like this. I mean, it was like, and look at this chair; it was like a Ferrari chair or Porsche chair, or whatever, right? And then they had the it was like the first bit of remote work, and like it's going to eliminate this many people from the rig floor for safety, and that was a big thing. Yeah. To go back to from that, and I remember being blown away when I saw that because it was just so futuristic looking that that's what the new floor of a drilling rig was going to look like. And I'm sure that I would love to go compare that 20 years ago to what that looks like now, right? And to see that to where you're saying that some of this work can be done from a kitchen table essentially is yeah. just mind-blowing to me. That's, yeah. that's awesome.
3: Yeah. I mean, technology. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They weren't. They weren't thinking about that twenty years ago. Definitely not. Yeah. That's cool. See, I mean, again, I'll let Richard. I'll let you come over the next question. But while I'm just talking here, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the, the the layman in this whole situation, right? Richard's the IT guy. I'm an oil and gas steel guy. And that's really how this thing. Richard and I met because we got hacked. Yeah. Our company got hacked, and that's how. Sure. I mean, we've we've known each I other mean, before. Know each other, yeah. But the the idea for this came from like i didn't know how to get back into my system one of my companies got hacked i couldn't get back into it and i was and he's bailed us out so you know every time i hear about this stuff i'm still just so shocked by how cool the technology is and i hear what you're talking about like this is i can't believe because the again the it crowd that's listening you don't really understand they're not talking about moving something a couple miles away they're talking about going tell them what they're really describe if you don't mind what you're actually talking about doing
3: yeah so i mean the the operations that are being performed remote is really um you know it's monitoring tool health it's monitoring tool status it's literally taking what's called the survey of the well yes and what the survey of the well is basically i mean that is the well board trajectory that's actually telling you where in the earth you're placing this well and it's helping you, but keep going. Like how deep? Yeah, and so and how I mean, far away? So I mean, these these rigs are in the middle of nowhere. First of all, okay, right? that's when the man, location. Like, yeah, so it's like,
2: you know, Orla, Texas. Um, you know. Okay, so location It'll, is
1: far away. I'm at the
3: kitchen table. Many far times away. it's
2: just latitude and, uh, longitude, and latitude. Not even a yeah
3: town. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then and then yeah. So I mean, you know, you're going 10,000 feet down in the earth, and then you're going 10,000 feet out. out you know, horizontally. So you're 20,000 feet deep and this information is being pulsed back to surface via mud pulses or electromagnetic communication. And and then that information is being relayed from the rig to wherever you're at, you know, whether it be in the remote ops center or in your house or wherever. And then you're being able to view enough information at a high enough bandwidth to be able to say, okay, cool, these are the sort of decisions that we need to make. This is the information we need to collect. Um, to make sure we're communicating with our clients, that we're communicating with the other stakeholders on right. location at the rig, so that they know where they're at, what's going on. I mean, avoiding, the next rock, operation that avoiding needs to be profi- water, yeah. avo- I
1: mean, gas pockets. Like, this isn't just like they're moving this thing along.
3: Yeah, and, and you're staying within a certain window too, right? Yes. It's like, um, and it's, it's not like the, you know, sometimes you have the window known. I mean, you do have the window known, but we're also analyzing rock properties in real time and saying, okay, well, let's let's nudge the well bore this direction or that direction, so we find the sweet spot for producing, you know, a richer stream of oil and gas, right? And help our clients maximize their profitability. And we're and we're engaged with, you know, the geologists at our at our clients who are at a different location, viewing, you know, that yeah. information, and then getting that feedback, and you know, readjusting our target. So it's you know, all these things are happening
2: live, real time, yeah. in real time, yeah. That blows my mind. You would, have, I mean, you would have never been able to do that without without all of these technologies, yeah. right? Especially in real time. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's cool. And
3: I think the other thing that's been huge about that too, right, is we have our remote ops center there in Conroe, and you know we're 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 dialed in to everything. But then right across the hall from our remote ops center is all our coordinators. So our coordinators are the guys that you know manage the field staff. Um, they're kind of they're they're sort of the experts on field operations and troubleshooting issues and things like that. So they're sitting right outside the remote ops center, and then our director director of technical services is just down the hallway, and he's seen every problem there is, and can help troubleshoot, resolve issues. He can help work with third parties or ourselves to write code and deploy it remotely to location to to update. You know, update uh, you know uh, filtering protocols or whatever it is to actually analyze information, right. and then our engineers are also right down the hallway. So it's just having having that remote ops center, having access to that information remotely. You've got every SME at your fingertips, basically. Whereas historically, maybe you would call town and try and explain what the heck was going on. Right, you would lose something in translation you know, nobody could see the information and be able to dig into it on, you know, in real time. So it just, it's enabled so many things that have improved ultimately service delivery, you know? And, that, and that's what it's really about right. is not just, it's not just about reducing footprint. I think a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you're gonna improve my cost by reducing my footprint on location. Right. Okay, a little bit, but we're gonna improve your cost by improving your operations because now you've got all these SMEs at your fingertips. So,
2: well, and that's what sets you apart, right? And that's why you stay at the forefront in investing in all these technologies, and that's why it is important that you kind of stay on that on that cutting edge of understanding what's out there. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm sitting there just thinking
1: just how cool all this stuff is. It makes me, I am just can't believe you tried to denounce the oil and gas industry as you're not part of it anymore. I'm glad yeah. that I, I didn't.
2: I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't term it as just, I denounced it. I can't believe I that. Not, I, it's kind of not, disappointing. I'm just glad not. I didn't <laughs> leave it
1: like you did. It's a great thing that I never <laughs> left. Um, there was one thing I wanted to ask here. I had it written down somewhere. Oh, two things actually. We're, I want your outlook on the industry, but before we get, you mentioned AI. Yeah. So... so. Richard is getting very annoyed with me asking AI questions. But guess what? I don't care. <laughs> because <laughs> I I'm back to being fascinated. Yeah. I am absolutely fascinated by it. So, and I'm not going to try to put you on the I'm not saying that you are you've created AI But do you have any idea? I'm definitely not (laughs) creative. Do you have have an idea of what it is, how it can be useful to you guys, what you're trying to do with it?
3: So I I will say we are looking at a few different things. Um, And some, again, I'm going to give a little bit of a basic answer, but um, some of it's just as simple as those daily reports. So we've started feeding, we're we're testing feeding daily reports into um, a database and then it's been pretty cool, and it's not. We don't have wide access to it, and we haven't fed the the database a lot of those daily reports. But in the small test case that our um, digital operations manager, sure. going to start calling it now, our digital operations manager did. He was able to actually type a few questions like, um, "Hey, how you know what depth am I currently at?" and it would come back with the answer. So it's almost like a. It's almost like we, he's creating an in-house sort of chat GPT. that's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah are you
1: kind of giving him that uh directive like figure this out yeah for us? absolutely yeah
3: and and it it's interesting because and again you can probably correct me where I go wrong here but some of that stuff is really already being embedded into Microsoft applications too now right yeah. so they're making a lot a lot easier co Copilot. yeah they're making yeah. a lot easier to have access yeah. to it um and I don't know exactly how he did that um, so it probably wasn't what I'm just describing, <laughs> but... but By the way, I'm not, I wouldn't know it, Richard. <laughs> I just saw the output, and I was like, that's really cool. Right. Um, yes, but that's fine, though. Because it's kind of cool for us to build use. but then also think about if we deployed that sort of service to our clients right. where, okay, you don't have to read through the stupid emails anymore. You've got a portal that you can log into, ask the question you want an answer to, and get it.
1: Here's what's going on. Mark, right? if you yeah. didn't just... If you are not our target audience, I don't know who is. <laughs> I mean, but with and with all that, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible because you're exactly who this podcast is designed for. Like yeah. there's, you know, one of the things that Richard said, I'll let him jump in here in a second, but you're busy. Everybody's busy. You're, you have different objectives that you're busy with. I mean, you've got to respond to a... An SCF and a care and this and employees and you've got directives and, and it's great. Yeah. It's great and I understand it. And you need to and it's important that you do that. But at the same time, like you have to learn these technologies because they're going to save you time and money and efficiency. For sure. And, and you've got to learn this. Yeah. And you're director of digital. Yeah. Like this person has to be somebody that you count on. Yeah. And what cracks me up it because it cracks because I'm doing it too and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm we're all learning as fast as we possibly can because there's a lot to learn. And you're like, I don't know how he did it. But, but, and that's, but it worked. But, (laughs) but really, like guys like us and girls like us, we're going to have to learn this thing quickly because we're going to have to be able to teach and implement this into our businesses, not in five years, but in five months and in 12 months. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: And the key thing from that for me, and, and again, like I I didn't hire this person, but it's like, hey, if you got smart people, believe in them. Right. And give them, give them that, you know, uh, leash. Uh, mandate, uh, whatever you want to call that, right? Give them that power to go explore and do brilliant and creative things, right. you know? Um, and that's exactly what JB's doing. I mean, he's doing brilliant and creative things.
1: Well, this is what I was, what Richard was talking about. I'll let you jump on this. Like the calls that, so what's in the, what we've learned is, I'll let you say it, the calls that he will get post this interview are the typical ones like, hey, he said X, Y, or Z.
2: You want to expand on that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I'll yes, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I will field a bunch of calls. It's like, oh yeah, Mark said this about it. Yeah, let's go into there, and I I generally end up I field the calls, but I end up filtering out about eighty percent of them because I know I know what their AI is. Like, who's gonna call? There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that are, you know, they're they're not true AI, right? Yeah. They're they're rebranded, they're marketed, and that's where that. I don't deride AI as what Josh was saying. I love AI, and I think, and I think it truly is. It, it can be transformative, um, especially for oil and gas. But there's a lot of AI slick kind of marketing that's out there that's not true. That's not true AI, and people are kind of jumping on that bandwagon. And that's why that's why I always tell people like, "Hey, slow down, right? It's not, I that, I don't, it's not that I don't want you to jump in. Let's just jump in in the right way." Right, because it's going to get. Because that's one of the things that people aren't realizing now is how much power it takes, how much computing power it takes. Whether you're creating your own language large language model or whether you're you're leveraging off of a Microsoft and Azure or any of these other things, like that cost is going to skyrocket. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to get out of control if you don't, if you don't watch it right. And it's all cool technology, but it takes a lot of power to do that. And the, those dollars can add up pretty quick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll
1: finish one business question, and then we'll move to something else. Okay. Um, and you and we're going to hold you to this exactly.
3: Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> forecast. For yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. We'll roll the dice.
3: Um, yeah, so activity forecast. You just right? yeah. just so kind of a general, if you want to. I mean, gosh, like, number one, I don't know. Um, but... You know, my, my outlook is, I would say, flattish, slightly up. Um, I, think, I think oil markets are probably gonna be a little bit up next, oil activity is gonna be a little bit up next year. Um, I think natural gas is a little bit longer play. Um, I think if you look at what is happening on the LNG side and where that's gonna be at the end of 2025 and the takeaway capacity that's coming on, over the course of the next two years it's extreme so i'm really bullish on natural gas markets you know in a couple of years and i think they'll be okay if you know in, yep. you know until that time i think they'll be okay uh, but i really do think that's going to be where we start to see some significant opportunities right. for additional activity particularly in the haynesville right because the North, Northeast is a great gas market, but it is what it is. That's like the lunch I just it's, left. It's exactly. capacity constrained. Um, when I look at all of the LNG capacity that's coming online, it's out of the Gulf Coast. So the key markets that are going to be feeding that is, of course, associated gas from the Permian and the Eagleford, but then also the Hangsville, right? Yep. So, um,
1: so yeah, I mean, that's super that's insightful, a great, right? That's, no, it's it perfect, perfect. great, it's perfect, yeah. <laughs> So you are very passionate about two things yeah. personally. Um, do you want to give us just the audience an idea of what we would love to give a shout out to those two? Yeah,
3: childrens? absolutely. So um, the first is Child Advocates of Montgomery County okay. and associated with CASA. And really what that organization does is it, it supports youth in Montgomery County in a variety of different ways. Um, so we provide, in most circumstances, it's court appointed advocacy for kids in need, okay. whether that be through the um, foster care process, foster you know kids that have been removed from care from their, their home and looking looking to find some support. Uh, it's also through the ju- juvenile justice process and through truancy. But it's really kids that, that need an advocate, need some help, need someone that, that knows their story, knows and will stick with them throughout the entire legal process that they're going to go through and help them navigate that and help them come out on the other side of it better off yeah. right um, and then the second one I is have a uh, 24 yeah, year old
1: brother who we adopted very cool and he was a uh, he was a foster child that yeah. we got at 3 and uh, he was we thought he was deaf and he didn't he was very behind didn't speak kind of murmured everything and i was coming out of college my parents were adopting him i was like what are you doing your last kid is done with college cuz my younger brother was done i was like you guys are done you're done what are you doing and he was 3 and my dad was like we're saving his life yeah and and they ended up adopting him and he wasn't deaf <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> he had never heard properly. Yeah. They had to put tubes in his ears, and he had never heard properly from zero to three. And they put tubes in his ears, and he could hear
3: for the first oh, time ever. It's amazing.
1: And all of a sudden, you realize like how many kids are like that. And now he's uh, 25 in the Navy, and uh, won a state championship as a high school senior in football, um, ends up having this phenomenal life and is just a good-looking kid, um you know. Has issues like any other kid did and does. And uh I just look back at like what, you know, stepping into a any kid, right? You're probably talking, you know, with the child advocacy kid. As I'm sure you're stepping into any a three-year-old or a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I would imagine. Any,
3: yeah, <clears throat> up until eighteen,
1: right? Is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's, I mean, the ch- anything with kids, we certainly want to promote right. yeah didn't expect to get emotional on that but it just I just remember that the, the one story of all of them was the ears I could not believe I was so mad at my parents for doing it because I just like you guys are gonna you're gonna change your whole retirement and then when he could hear I yeah. was like holy
3: crap all right that, that's a powerful story <laughs> I mean that's a powerful story and and I would just I mean that is unfortunately it's not exactly that story, but it's common. I'm sure right you know whether it be physical or mental or the trauma that some of these kids have experienced is you know it'll it'll touch your heart right I mean it really does and that's that story is the story
2: yeah you know. Um, How did you get involved with them to, to begin with?
3: Yeah, great question. So I when I was at Intercorp, um, our CEO James Pong um, was a foster kid. Um, and so, he he was very passionate about um, the the being involved in that organization, child child advocates in Montgomery County. And so he um, he had become very involved in the organization. He was um, executive chairman of the board and chairman of the board, or vice chairman of the board and chairman of the board for you know a run of time. And so my wife and I started becoming involved in uh in casa montgomery county and then as james was rolling off, off the board um i was like yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in serving on that board and so um so i got involved through the board and now i'm actually the vice chair of the board for casa montgomery county and it's just it's it's such a brilliant organization right. um, and it serves all the kids going through the foster care process and now we're currently piloting, because it, it's new to move into the truancy and juvenile justice uh, yeah. system. So those, the, our participation in, those, um, in that realm is they're currently executing pilot programs to see how the process works, what do we need to do to be set up appropriately to be able to serve those children, and then we'll move to the next phase of, of impl- implementation.
2: That's amazing. That's really yeah. good.
3: Yeah, it's a great program. It's run by a brilliant CEO, Anne Marie Ronsman. Well, I uh, need you to
1: move on immediately before I start crying again.
3: Yeah. So hurry up. What else? <laughs> okay, the other one is. What else is involved uh, in yeah, quickly? The, the other one is uh, Mental Health America. Oh, great.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> crazy so, too. So, <laughs> so my. Wait, uh, I can't say that.
3: Yeah, That wasn't PC. <laughs> that, uh, but we'll, we'll allow it. We can it. edit that out. We'll allow it. Um, Lauren, you're going to have to fix that one. Time out. Hang on a minute. Mark that. Lauren, mark that one. (laughs) Hang on. i got to truly mark that (laughs) one. Wait. So what else are you involved in? So the other organization that I'm involved in is Mental Health America of Greater Houston. And I've served on that board for just over a year now. Um, I I got involved with Mental Health America through a good friend, Liz Swigert, um, who has an amazing story. If you don't know Liz Swigert, please go to LinkedIn. Follow her on LinkedIn. www. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) LinkedIn.com. Um, but if you, if you follow Liz, she's, she's just, she's a great leader. Um, she's got a, an amazing heart, a brilliant mind, and um, she's a great mental health advocate. And so um, she had reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in becoming involved in Mental Health America of Greater Houston? And it's personal for me for a variety of reasons. I've had, mental health um, has touched me and my family in really like, I call it five significant ways Um, One of them is personal and then four of them are, you know, adjacent to me with with other people that have been involved and um, So it's just it's a very it's a very personal cause for me and something that I honestly think is Very very under if you've had a mental health Challenge or someone you love has had a mental health challenge to actually figure out how to get help It's 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 difficult. It's It's very difficult. It's very difficult and and then the shame that people feel around having mental health challenges issues problems whatever you want to call it is it's just
1: disappointing do you think it's getting i think it's getting a lot better i think better it's getting I, a lot yeah. better
3: um i think over the course of the, again like the last 5 years or probably you know or so i i I've, I've seen just a big shift in people's willingness to talk about mental health well
1: i feel i'm looking at your college it looks like you and i are about the same age yeah and so you're, oh, we're both old.
3: Yeah. God. www dot. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, I'm 46. Yeah, 47. And you're way older than I am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm young by comparison. That's fine. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like our parents' generation and really our grandparents had no chance at mental health help whatsoever at all. You <laughs> know. And they you, eat, eat it and deal with it type stuff.
2: And you
3: know what's amazing is... Um, once you kind of understand how mental health challenges present themselves, you start to look at situations and you're like, yeah, okay, that was, you know, they're going through something. They're going through a mental health challenge. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, e- even societal problems, homelessness and, and things of that yeah. nature. It, you know, so many of those situations have ties back to mental health issues. And it's like, you know, it's like we really are, we as a society love to pull people out of the stream, right? We love to pull people out of the stream and we don't ever go upstream to find out why they're falling in, you know? And why? That's really your way of putting it. And in many cases, the reason why people are falling into the stream is because of mental health issues, you know? And so, anyway, you can tell I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about it. Um, And so that's really why I wanted to become involved in Mental Health America. And the, the work that they do involves they've got four kind of key areas that they work in. One is veterans, which uh, you know yeah. is, a, is a population that really needs support for mental health. Um, they work with um, schools and helping um, you know develop uh, pro- training programs for educators and working with schools on identifying and supporting children with mental health issues. They work on what's called integrative care, so it's like the intersection of physical healthcare with mental healthcare, which I love because you know so yeah. many actual physical conditions are also right. tied, and vice versa. Yeah, to and it's a circle that loops. And then the last is um, legislative, right? So they're uh, they're advocating, you know, at the state and national level for mental health. Um, so please look them up as well. Mental Health America of Greater Houston. There's Mental Health America. And then Mental Health America has Liz several branches. Liz And also yep. look up Liz.
1: You know, we were just having this. I mean, t- today, this morning, we were having a conversation with one of our people that works for us down the hall. She's 23, 24, young, young kid, and um, she's awesome. And we were talking about how this this very young generation coming out of, like myself, very young, young, young people <laughs> like me, Um that are you know, twenty five and under that have been attached to a phone and she said, Yeah, we've had a phone since we were six. Yeah. That that wasn't us. Right. Like yeah. you know, we you probably didn't send your first text since you're like twenty eight years old, right? Yeah. I mean somewhere in that range. Maybe last year. Yeah. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just but I you know, like there's a world that that we, you know, your kids, my kids and, and his nieces and nephews that they're attached to this phone. Yeah. And that's not helping mental health. That's not helping you no. attach to people or attach to iron sharpens iron type stuff. That's not getting you uh, away from the the what ails you and whatnot, so I just
2: it really, you know, people need people. I, this conversation, I, I love this conversation. It, it really is, yeah. and, and I think it's the more the more that people, and and, and you know, unfortunately, COVID exasperated that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you, you know, people it. didn't go into the yeah. office anymore, kids didn't go to school, and unfortunately, that's continued to kind of carry on. Like there's you know, working from home is a great you know, it's a great tool, but. Hated it. I mean, at the same time, you know, now they're teaching kids coming out of college. I was reading the other day in the journal, they have a whole class on like how to how to read body language, how to interact, how with to make somebody a phone call. in the office. Yeah, yeah it's like wow, Man. like you, you, we can't lose that as a society. I think it's uh, it's just it, it it's detrimental. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. You know, this needs its own podcast.
3: Does Mental Health America have its own podcast? So Mental Health America does not have their own podcast. However, um, some good friends of mine started a podcast called Angst. Yeah, so I don't Stephanie know if, Davis. Yeah, Stephanie, I will jump. on. Yeah. I like.
1: She is yeah. awesome.
3: Yeah, Stephanie Davis and Donnie Davis, and it's it's is that kind of what's about? They're super yeah, entertaining. They've done yeah, great. So they have
2: done great. It, it really is. We rarely promote audience, other podcasts. Yeah. We typically
1: tear. We like to tear people down here, <laughs> except us. but we will promote stephanie and donnie i like them both yeah i didn't know that's what it was about yeah yeah
3: yeah and it's it's great um it really is they're very entertaining they cover (laughs) she's funny they very they cover very relatable things too right so um definitely would encourage you know check them out on spotify yeah i'm I'm amazed
2: how Vulnerable she is and just how she puts herself out there but like yeah. both of them like I'm just, yeah oh, like i'm listening i'm like oh my I, god i yeah. think she's awesome it's dude. great I yeah. it's, talk to her up yeah. all day long
1: yeah. so no, she's somebody
2: that. we will not tear down we like her
1: everybody else terrible <laughs> <laughs> <God>. sorry <laughs> i mean look we can only take people so far yeah some people are pushing back in that water like, get out of here yeah yeah Orc. what's oh, the name of that company wait,
2: don't even go there don't even go there they're let's not let's just leave that one alone yeah <laughs> they're in enough trouble as it is <laughs> they don't need you piling yeah. up yeah <laughs> that'd be great if we get a call from them they're like oh, oh i'm mr sure we'll
1: Lowry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love orc they're great yeah. anyway what did you think? Is this the greatest podcast you've ever been? Greatest,
3: on? greatest. Po- you know, Sanks was pretty good too. Oh, I have to yeah, say that we'll delete that you know, part. But, but yeah, but yeah, this, we'll this find was, yeah, that this yeah part. Funny. We'll just cut that in there. <laughs> it's the editing. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the editing. That's why you had to get rid of Jonathan.
1: No, listen, angst is good, and, and again, we'll we'll talk Stephanie up, and uh, but seriously, thank yeah, you for coming. Thank, in. This is
3: uh, thank you for having me. Good. Really enjoyed the discussion. Yeah, and, um, obviously talked about several things I'm passionate about. So. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to you. You got a great
1: company going on, and a lot of partners there that are really smart people. I agree. Yep, really smart. I'm sure it was hard to leave, but when you probably looked at this, going, man, these are a lot of really smart people that I'm going to walk into. Great,
3: great situation. Great, great company. Great equity sponsor. Right. You know, a fun part of the industry. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been a. And somehow
1: you moved closer to your house.
3: Actually, so, the, yeah, my commute's a little bit longer now. Oh, It okay. was seven minutes when I was at Baker Hughes. Well, but, you,
1: but then you were across the street across, on 45.
3: Yeah. So, how? So, pro-directional is on the north side of Conroe. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So, Very never mind.
1: Okay. You've got a, maybe a
3: 20-minute, 30-minute? It's about a 30-minute commute. All right. So, you we're not got, bad you. you we something space. wrong. It's like it's not, bad not got not something bad. wrong with <laughs> the situation. It's actually a pretty easy commute, though, because it's 22 miles, 30 minutes. Yeah. You know? so and there's
1: not a ton of traffic, I would imagine. It's not too bad going north so anything else we need to talk about no we've I had just, tears on this podcast oh, this, this is exactly yeah i one. doubt angst this was, was a goodness.
2: this <laughs> this was a good one. <laughs> i can't imagine it better than this
1: <laughs> richard we just nailed it again Great we, job, did, we
2: did uh you know thank you to all of our viewers yep. and our sponsors so listen to us on your favorite platform subscribe yep. and uh you know rate us and give us any feedback you have yeah, I, 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 do, I do read all the feedback. Josh only likes the positive feedback. That's it. Um, so you know, fe- feed Josh's ego and you're good. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks very much. Mark. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. Thank you.
0: Yep. The It Crowd Podcast is proudly brought to you by the following sponsors. Upright Digital. Upright Digital specializes in partnering with your business to maximize marketing efficiencies. We have a deep understanding of people, their needs, motivations, behaviors as well as the technologies that enable brands in many industries to utilize what is available in a changing digital landscape. Find us online at UprightDigital.com ClearSync Solutions Unifying your technology solutions with simplicity. From M&A integration to global connectivity, cybersecurity to managed services, we're your comprehensive partner aligning your business goals with technology for energy, oil and gas, and financial service firms. Trust our proven track record. ClearSync Solutions, one ClearSync, countless possibilities.